the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Christ is the risen, Christ is true, and eat. As we say in the Aramaic language uh, at the midnight of Easter Sunday, chanting the Tris Agion, the Christ Holy Lord. We say, Kadishat Aloho, Kadishat Hail Tono, Kadishat Lomo Yuto, Mshihot Kom Menbet Mide Edraham Alei. Holy are you, O God. Holy are you, O strong one. Holy are you, O immortal one. Christ was risen from the dead. Have mercy on us. Today, my friends, is the beginning of new days. Today is the first day of Ahad, the first day where all creation has been purchased again, has been renewed in its salvation. This is a day where the peace of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes to be with the church and with her children. This is a day where the hymn of the angels, when they chanted at the place in Bethlehem above the manger to the shepherd, where the Lord was being announced in his birth to the shepherds, I have great news to you, for today a Savior is born for you. And holy is his name. He is the Emmanuel. The Lord is with us. That hymn, that prediction of the angels has been fulfilled today in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the day in which we chant, assuming the glorious hymn of the angels. Glory to God in highest and peace on earth and goodwill to all. My dear friends, in such a way, we have to remember, where would we have been had Christ not saved us? God, in his own Son, in the dark, we were all lost, and all the roads have been blocked. Remember, had God not sent his only Son, heaven would have been still shut down, and earth would have been remaining as a dark place. No roads were open between heaven and earth. This is an act of great mercy. This is an act, an opera of wonderful 
divine love only can give such a jubilee for us in which God reopens the gates of heaven and closes the gates of hell. Not only this, in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not only are freed from the slavery of sin, but Christ goes down to the nether world, as we chant always in this uh, beautiful hymn in the Greek language, Christothanesti eknekron thanatum thanatum patisas ketisentisem ninmasizoin saizamnos Christ is risen from the dead, and by dying, he trampled death by death, and he went down to the nether world, to the world of Sheol, and he had given life, freeing all the souls of the dead, and he desperately killed death by his death. These are such the powerful meanings of the victorious Christ, who is a risen Lord, who is God of God. And he becomes truthfully the way, the truth, and the life. The way because, because he came from his father, and he was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. He became man. He walked on our streets. And then he walked on the streets of Jerusalem on Sunday to assume the glorious Jerusalem, to go from the earthly Jerusalem, and reopening the doors through the tomb to the heavenly Jerusalem. This is the real exodus. This is the time in which the Lord fulfills the salvation that was prefigured in the exodus of the holy people of Israel, the people of God from the land of the slavery of Egypt all the way to the promised land. Christ now fulfilled the full meaning the triumphant Christ has completed the, the full meaning of the Passover when he walked on to Golgotha on the Via Crucis, carrying his cross, accepting every insult, accepting every beat from every human being who really made fun of him and who really beat him up and really stood as a bystander, not coming to his rescue except for one, as we know, Simeon from Cyrus. And definitely, the Lord Jesus Christ goes into the tomb, carried by two wonderful holy priests, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus the priest. And the tradition in our Christian faith tells us that as the Lord has been taken down from the cross, his mother, the Virgin Mary received him into her bosom and she kept him in her bosom until he was taken by the two priests and they walked with him to the nearby new garden that was owned by one of the two priests to a tomb which was never used, a new tomb. And there they laid his body. And of course, it says in the tradition of our Christian faith that Nicodemus and Joseph, as they were carrying the body of the Lord, his eyes would remain open. They tried to close his eyes and then the eyes of the Lord would open back as the divine life of the Lord has remained. God does not die, even that in flesh 
our Lord and Savior died, and he went into the tomb. And this is when Nicodemus and Joseph started chanting the Kadosh, 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 Holy God, Holy Strong One, Holy Immortal One, the Christ who is risen from the dead and mercy on us. This is where the story of the Tris Agion, of the Christ Holy Lord, comes from actually in our Christian faith. This, my friend, we want to pray together on this wonderful Sunday of the Resurrection, Psalm 68. Psalm 68. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God will arise for battle. The enemy will be scattered. Those who hate God will flee. Then the just will be glad. They will rejoice before God. They will celebrate with great joy. Sing to God. Praise the divine name. Exalt the rider of the clouds. Rejoice before this God, whose name is the Lord. Father of the fatherless, defender of widows, this is the God whose abode is holy, who gives a home to the forsaken, who leads the prisoners out to prosperity, while rebels live in the desert. God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the desert, the earth quaked, the heavens shook, before God the one of Sinai, before God the God of Israel. The Lord announced the news of victory. God's chariot were myriad, thousands upon thousands from Sinai the Lord entered the holy place. You went up to its lofty height. You took captives, received the slaves as a tribute. No rebels can live in the presence of God. Blessed be the Lord day by day, God, our salvation, and who carries us. Our God is the God who saves. Escape from death is in the Lord God's hands. Your procession comes into view, O God. Your procession into the holy place, my God and King. The singers go first, the harpists follow, and their midst girls sound the, the timbrels. Summon again, O God, your power, the divine power you must show it for us. Show it from your temple on behalf of Jerusalem, that kings may bring you tribute. Your kingdoms of the earth, your kingdoms of the earth, sing to God, chant the praises of the Lord who rise the heights of the ancient heavens, whose voice is thunder, mighty thunder. Fast the power of God, whose power protects Israel, whose power is in the sky. Awesome is God in his holy place, the God of Israel, who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Good holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a Sunday not like any other day of the week, neither of the year. This is the day in which the Lord has risen from the dead. This is the day the Lord has made. 
So let us rejoice in it and be glad. I am happy that I have with me from the United States, right before the Mass, Gerard, who's uh, with us, and here in the studio of uh, our living in Lebanon, we have Jacqueline, as you know her now, our operation manager. Gerard, the Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen, Father. Happy Easter. And happy Easter to you, too. So how is Easter Sunday in the U.S., in Colorado? It's beautiful, Father. The weather is just amazing here. Mass celebrations are ongoing across all churches, and uh, it's a it's a blessed week. It's a very blessed day, and uh, I'm grateful that I can uh, go and uh, participate in mass at church. I can't ask for more than that. You know, if I were to ask you a little bit of, uh, and I know you've been for years now in the states, uh, uh, do you miss the Easter celebration in Lebanon? Does it uh, is it in particular a little bit different than what you've been experiencing in the United States? Uh, it is different for sure. I would say in Lebanon, the most, what I miss is the uh, crowd. There's a lot of people that go to church. There's this whole streets, cities will be blocked uh, from processions. And uh, the liturgical hymns are sung across blocks and blocks and towns across the whole country uh, celebrate the Holy Week. So from Monday through Sunday, uh, celebrations and liturgies go all day. And uh, you cannot miss it. You know it's Holy Week. So I miss the aspect of it. And for every single day, you have a special Lenten food that you eat from Monday through Sunday. Um, I definitely <laughs> miss that as well. But for here in the United States, what I got to say what's different is I see the effort people make to go out of their way to go to church, uh, to participate in the liturgical celebrations of Holy Week and Easter, uh, because, for example, Good Friday is not a national holiday in the United States as it is in Lebanon. So people have to uh, do their work throughout the week or uh, do extra work in order to take that time and be with their families and participate at these liturgies. So um, I have to uh, say that uh, it's impressive and I got to give credit to people that, uh, you know, live here that they, they are, it's a sacrifice they have to make in order to uh, fully participate in the liturgies of Holy Week. The most, I would say, is the most dense liturgical week of the entire year. And it has, it's, it's, it's the summit of all liturgical celebrations, from why, what I remember it. In and it is a celebration, right? It's a celebration for it the is. society. It's a celebration for the next. It's a celebration for the country. It's a celebration for uh, the, the, the society in general. And, and on the streets, as you said, there is a lot of manifestations. But I want to see if Jacqueline had first calls are welcoming the show. Al-Masih come. So this is a Christ is risen. Al-Masih come. And the response would be Hakkan come. Christ is truly risen. Jacqueline, there is one thing that Gerard probably does no longer remember because we, we can't figure it out. It, it doesn't happen very often in the United States. Something that is very unique for Lebanon announcing uh, the celebration of the Mass for Easter, like we do it every Sunday or like every day. Something has to do with sound. What happened in Lebanon at midnight of Easter? The bells, they ring the bells all over Lebanon in churches. They ring the bells at 12 midnight. You will not believe it, Gerard. The bells will be going across hundreds of miles all over Lebanon. You can hear them all the way to Jerusalem. The bells of churches. I think you miss the bells of the churches, don't you? Oh, yeah, I do. Definitely, I do. And the wooden churches and the bells in those wooden churches, I miss a lot. And the sounds of them. Um, you can't sleep all night. It's a celebration. 
it's it's beautiful. You know, for fifteen minutes straight, like prior to midnight, uh, the bells across Lebanon is a fantastic feeling. You should see how they echo in the valleys. They go in the coastal cities from all the way the north to the south across Lebanon, across Syria, including in Jerusalem. Um, it is amazing. And then when you go up to the mountains, you hear the bells and then the echo of the bells, they ring with four sound bells at one time, like four sounded bells. They ripple each other's um, in, in echo. Uh, and then the chant of Talbit al-Qiyamah or the litany of Easter midnight Sunday uh, where people celebrate the right of peace. It's just amazing. Jacqueline in particular, um, you come from an Orthodox tradition, and your Easter is actually next Saturday. So we have two Sundays of Easter now early. And so we have one for Orthodox Church, and of course uh, the Catholic um, Easter um, has happened today, taking place. But there's something unique about the celebration of the Easter Vigil and the Orthodox Church. Something takes place in Jerusalem, at the tomb of the Anastasia, at the tomb of our Lord. Can you tell us what is that celebration about? Uh, every year, Father, here we are the priest of the Orthodox Church on the time for uh, the Saturday of the night. Uh, he goes, uh, he almost naked. He only wears like very, very soft uh, tissue on his body. And then he starts a session prayer and everyone uh, there in the church, they are hand holding candles and waiting for that moment. Holding all the sticks of candles. Like, 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 yeah. Candles. Right. And then you are like, they're not, no. So when he actually enters inside the, where Jesus was buried, to the tomb, he started praying a special prayer, and all of a sudden, a huge light crept out, and it lights all the candles there, and that light stays 33 seconds, Jesus' age, without burning. You can actually put it on your face, on your head, it won't burn you. And that special light, uh, they take it from there to Jordan, and they move it to Lebanon. And of the same time, we, we are doing the mass at night, and we and everyone in search goes outside to church to receive that light, and all the people they will be candles to take that light for that. So let's repeat. Let's repeat this again. Um, so for the vigil of Easter for the Orthodox Church, the Patriarch of Jerusalem enters to the tomb of Christ, and at midnight, after they do the occupying of the church, they um, shake the chandeliers of the church. They open the door, and then there is no light inside the church. They go with darkness. And then people will be carrying candlesticks that they are made of bee wax. They are made of actual bee wax. We call them in the past like the, the oil uh, lamps, basically. The patriarch, the patriarch goes into the tomb of Christ, and then it's dark. There is nothing. He does this prayer, and then his candlesticks light up. And then there is this light bursting out of the tomb of Jesus Christ, which happens every Easter Sunday, every year, basically. And then the people and the priests and the other bishops would uh, light their candles from the candlesticks of the patriarch, and they carry the torch of that light across the occupied territories, across Israel, across Jordan, across Syria, across Lebanon, and all the churches will be waiting a congregation outside of their churches till 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., until the torch of light comes all the way from Jerusalem, from the tomb of Jesus Christ, all the way to the churches. That's beautiful. That's a unique thing about the celebration 
uh, of Easter. Gerard, did you know about that celebration uh, for the Orthodox Church, the way they celebrate uh, their, their Easter? You know, I, yeah, I actually, uh, I know very well about it. And uh, I remember growing up, we would see it on the TV on uh, Saturday night. We would see the uh, the patriarch of Jerusalem walking in the tomb. And then the tomb lights up and they carry that light, the total light um, across the other churches. So it's been always uh, a really uh, a striking memory for me that uh, the light, the way that the, the lights turn on, and it happens on the uh, day of Easter, so uh, it's definitely. I, I wanna I wanna ask you something about uh, you know you remember when we had um, the Iraqi refugees? We're talking about processions in Lebanon. We're talking about bells ringing across valleys, across towns, across cities, from Beirut to Tyre to Sidon to Biblos to Tripoli to Akkar to the Bekaa Valley to the Baal Beg Heliopolis. Uh, to Damascus, uh, to northern Syria, all these bells are ringing from Jerusalem. The light goes out and it goes all the way to the end of Lebanon and inside Syria as well. Um, those manifestations, and I'm sure you miss them a lot yourselves. Um, um, you know, remember in 2015, when we first hosted our first brothers and sisters from Iraq, and they told us when we spoke to them that there was a Christmas and there's no more. There was Easter and then there is no more. There was a city and a church and there was no more. And we felt um, compelled completely by how, um, how obscure that experience was, how sad, how oppressive that feeling was. And this is why we founded the mission of hope and mercy. And we decided to protect and promote and defend the persecuted Christians in the Middle East, in Lebanon, and whatever that might be. We knew at the time that Lebanon is the last resort for Christianity in the Middle East. But look at statistics. I don't know, Jacqueline, if you can help us. What's the number of Christians remaining in Iraq, Christians remaining in Syria, Christians remaining in Jordan, the Christians remaining um, in, in the Holy Land? I think statistically... Uh, the, the numbers are very, very, very low. Looking at numbers in the Middle East of Christians at this Easter and these beautiful traditions and cultures. So what are the numbers like between the Holy Land, the Jordans, Syria, Iraq, and how many Christians? Well, the numbers are actually said that alarming. Like in Iraq, we have less than 500,000 uh, Christians. In Syria, left. Left. And there used to be, there used to be about 4 million Christians in Iraq, by the way. Up till 20, up to 2014. In Syria, there is uh, less than 700,000. And there used to be about 5 million in Syria. Syria had lots of Christians. And now we're talking less than a million, about 700,000. Jordan, there is less than 200,000. 200,000. You know, up till 1968, Christianity in Jordan was about 67% of the Jordanian population. Up till 1968. Now it's less than 2%, by the way. And Palestine is less than 50%. In Palestine, where Christianity basically began in the Holy Lands, Christianity is less than 50,000 individuals, 50,000 people. And uh, in Lebanon, we are still trying to hold our ground at 34% of the population. That's state too many. We're around. Well, my friends, we, we pray, we ask you, 
spread awareness about the work of the mission of hope and mercy, assist and help us to raise awareness and to protect Christianity where it all began. We have a lot of programs. We have uh, lots of needs that in the mission of hope and mercy, uh, we love to secure with your muscles, as Gerard said, but most of all with your love. The true muscles of American Christianity are two pillars. Our um, appreciation to the fact that, that freely we give and we have conscience. And second of all, because we care. American Christians, we do care about peace in the world. We do care that uh, freedom in the world will remain the light of this world. Specifically talking today about the freedom of the children of God, which we as Christians experience in the powerful and most omnipotent resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, with this um, Christ, uh, who has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. You know, for since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. Um, with this, this is the Lord Jesus Christ who destroyed all the dominions, all the authorities, and all the powers of the evil one. And Christ must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. This is the most powerful fact of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he is now the Lord of death and the Lord of life. And in him, all of us will have forgiveness of sins. All of us will conquer through the peace of Christ against all evil. And death is annihilated death and hell has been broken and the gates of Sheol have been broken and Satan has been crushed and the Lord reigns in great majesty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed and wonderful, glorious Easter to all. And again, Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen. Al-Masih Khan. Haqqan Khan. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.